Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Back to the Past, the Alternate History Podcast. This is Season 4, Episode 5 of the podcast. My name's Rohan, and my other co-host here is Nick. And today, this is a very special episode. So I would like to say thank you to Politics and War for sponsoring this episode and giving us the idea for this episode, in fact. So today, we're going to be talking about a scenario from the game Politics and War. So before I go on, I would like to introduce you to the game itself. So essentially, it's an online free-to-play multiplayer game where you play with other real players and have you run actual countries. You can play on politicsandwar.com or you can get the mobile app. So they gave us this idea based off the history the game has had. And the war is called the 168-Day War. So the war consists of two alliances led by Mensa HQ and Vanguard. The Mensa HQ, their goal is to essentially spread their knowledge to what they say the less minded and the less intelligent. So it was founded, founded by Pfeiffer on the 31st of December 2015, and his goal was to ensure that the wisdom of the collective would spread across the globe. It's led by an um, autocratic s- system with five leaders ruling the whole alliance. So their ideology and their whole goal in the way they're ruling the country is this. In the beginning, there is nothing but sand. Change without evolution. Movement without purpose. Then the sand acquired purpose. And that sand purpose was Dio. When Dio came to the universe, suddenly all matter acquired consciousness. And through his mighty works, the world was formed. And the other player in this four is Vanguard. Vanguard was formed between the merge of the Guerrilla Republic and the Earth Systems Alliance. So these are both somewhat militaristic-like nations as well, but they didn't really have a goal like Mensa HQ. Their only mission statement is this, first in and last to leave. So now, Nick, would you care to bring us a little background about the war before we go to the scenario? So the 168-day war actually began in the year of 2016, so it was about one year after their foundings, more so. And... While the war might make you believe that it lasted maybe around half a year, for example, it actually lasted around 29 days, specifically from January 17th to February 14th of 2016. And so this was actually the largest global war at the time on the planet, which is called Orbis, with 23 alliances and over 1,100 nations. And this is about, this is at the time around 2,500 nations during the time period. So it's around half of the world, if we look at it like that. At the same time, this was also a first in politics and war history, as it was actually the first global war to end in white peace. And so this really began throughout, like, this was the early part of it, was really between January 17th and 19th. And Mensa HQ had launched some raids on Vanguard, which led to to them calling in their other allies, in a sense. And on the 23rd of January 2016, and that's when the war actually began, because they, because Vanguard saw it's what they were doing with raiding us out of quote unquote boredom, which is which is what the the war is actually about or started over, I guess. They believed that it was a an actual declaration of war in a sense, or de facto declaration. And so eventually, after three weeks of war, actually between the Mensa HQ Alliance and the Vanguard Alliance, Rose actually one of former one of the former allies of Mensa HQ declared war on Mensa, Mensa HQ itself. And then there's eventually other nations that would join in. And a couple of mentioned would be, for example, like I said, Rose, the Knights Radiant, the Syndicate, the Light Federation, and FARC, F-A-R-K to be more specific, 
along with the Guardian, which we shall mention that actually which Mensa H2 later merged into in around 2017, if I'm correct. And so today we're going to talk about what if Mensa HQ won. And what's interesting about Mensa HQ is that they've actually lost. This is considered to be a global war, and in fact, the first one of the first global wars at the time period was the Great VE War, which is one that Mensa HQ actually lost. And so, with that, I think we could I think we could see a, a very interesting turn at least. And so, first off, we had to talk about directly around. We had to definitely talk about, uh, for example, the War of Cobalt ex- Escalation, which is just which actually occurred during the time period of. Uh, the war, which which started February 9, twenty sixteen, is actually considered to be the direct success, successor, in a sense, to the former war. As while it did not contain any like uh, big members of the of the former war, being the one sixty eight day war, there were still quite a few. It was mainly connected to the it was mainly connected to the war of one hundred sixty eight days, mainly because of the fact is that ARG the ARG, which is one of the one of the nations at war in this cobalt escalation. They would be at war with Mensa HQ, and in a sense, and this is also preceded by the Rum War, which is another pretty big conflict with uh, Mensa HQ as well, which is how they're directly fighting each other. And so, I think first off, we should also talk about the Rum War as well. And the reason why is because of the fact is that if we see a Mensa HQ defeat of not only just the 168 Day War, but also the Rum War, like the Mensa HQ winning both wars, we could definitely, we definitely see that. The result of the war of cobalt escalation not happening. What about you? Yeah, Nick, I definitely agree because one of the aspects of the rum war was actually so Mensa's alliance was fighting pirates that were end up siding with Vanguard as a result of Mensa's war with Vanguard. So I think if Mensa won this war overall, because in the original timeline the pirates are never mentioned in the White Peace Treaty, so if Mensa won this war, I think they would definitely dictate the terms more. And they would try to curb piracy and even stomp it out if they can. So I think this is good for trade as well between the Mensa Alliance members. And with less piracy overall, the trade and the profits of comfort increases. And I think the Mensa and its HQ, I think Mensa and its Alliance members are going to go through an economic period, are going to go through a period of economic prosperity as a result of this lack of piracy in the areas of the trading. So I think it's really going to be good for Messiah, especially because they're definitely one of the larger nations in their alliance. They're going to really gain the benefits of the trade and the economic increase. And I think they're going to be economically prosperous. While meanwhile, the other side, Vanguard, I think is going to start struggling, actually. While Mensa is prospering economically, first of all, I think Vanguard, it was unstable to begin with because after the white peace a year later, they broke up. So I think it's just going to accelerate their breakup. And now with they're definitely lost territory and they're definitely going to have to pay money. So I think their economy is going down and that's never a good sign for stability. I think Vanguard has is going to br- break apart earlier than it did in our timeline. What about you, Nick? Yeah, for sure. And I think one of the things that we definitely see later on is because if we do follow the succession of wars, this leads actually to our, the next one of the next great wars, too which is the silent war in a sense, which is also one that, that uh, in fact, Mensa HQ participated in. And the important part about this is that, actually in this scenario, Mensa HQ would be involved in the losing side of the war. And so, But at the same time, though, we can't even say exactly if this war would be declared, because 
first off, if we look at Picasso's belly, which is basically just a, why, why are we declaring war on these people? So like a formal declaration. It has to be some defined reason. And in this case, from what we see here, there is no defined case for war that is prevent that is uh, that is provided by the other side of the syndosphere. And so, in a sense here, it, it's kind of interesting because I don't think in this scenario, let's just say that uh, that Mensa HQ does win the the war of 168 days. I still don't believe in that. In this, I'd still believe in this scenario that the silent war would probably happen. But at the same time, though, would the increase in Mensa HQ's power be relevant enough to change the course of the war? Because if we do look at the, for example, what the the war actually happened, the results of it, which was a close syndosphere victory, we would see that it was a very close victory in a sense. And so would Mensa HQ's increased power lead to a, a victory, perhaps, a very close victory, perhaps, in a sense still? And we also have to talk about the fact that they would also eventually have to mer merge into Guardian. Now... We don't know exactly the reason why they merged into Mensa H why Mensa HQ merged the Guardian, whether it be, for example, uh, whether it be uh, like you know personal issues with the guy who made Mensa HQ, or maybe it's just the fact that Mensa HQ was too weak on its own, and so they decided to so there's actually a disbandment around August 2017, so about nine months later, and so they would join up with actually Guardian, who who is actually still around to this day, and is actually the oldest existing alliance in politics in War II, which is very important to to know as well. So Guardian, the Guardian, which is the ally of Mensa HQ and eventually the adopter of uh, Mensa HQ's people into their faction, is the oldest faction and the most stable, probably what I would say is probably the most stable faction in a sense. So I think that brings up a whole other point that you weren't even thinking of, Rohan, right? Yeah, Nick, I mean, definitely. I think stability, I wasn't thinking about that necessarily, but Mensa HQ was, they did collapse and they did, most of the members migrated to Guardian, their sister in the Alliance, and they were really good, like, Alliance members. So with Mensa being more profitable and being more prosperous, I think they're going to be more stable. And I doubt that they're going to actually collapse at all. So even though there might be some internal struggles with the leader, I think that they might change the leaders or something like that. Because of the how prosperous the nation is, I think the people are going to be willing to kind of try to fix their prosperous nation. But anyway, that's it for today's episode of Back to the Past, the Elton History Podcast. I hope you guys all enjoyed. And remember, check out Politics and War. The link will be down in the description. And thank you to them for sponsoring us for this today's episode. Make sure to follow our Twitters and Instagram at BackToThePastP1 and leave a review. It helps us improve and it lets others like you find our podcast. RateThisPodcast.com slash Alt History. And other than that, have a good rest of your day.